Welcome to the With Clarity and Purpose podcast with your host, Janet Borrego. Each week, I bring you an inspiring person or message to empower you to live life on your terms so you can be who you want to be, do what you are meant to do, and have the life you deserve to have. We will provide you with practical and cutting-edge approaches to continue getting clarity and direction on your path, mastering your mindset, and gaining confidence to tap into your inner wisdom so you can live on purpose. If you're seeking to boost your clarity in any decision you have been wanting to make or any situation that you're going through and you keep asking yourself, is this the right decision for me? Is this the right approach for me? Even is this the right path for me? I want you to go right now to my show notes because I have prepared a free and simple three questions framework for you to go through that by answering these questions, I promise you'll feel a lot more clear and you'll start creating fulfilling outcomes out of the decisions you're making. Just go right now or you can go to ybcoaching.com slash clarity. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of With Clarity and Purpose. And today we are going to talk about a behavioral pattern that you are probably running that is preventing you from taking proactive and aligned action so you can live a happy, fulfilled, and joyful life. Something important to remember is that one of the main lessons and one of the main purposes of life is to start mastering our inner world, is to start mastering our spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical space. Because when we do that, everything else externally changes for the better. Now, imagine, have you ever been in a situation where you feel empowered, excited, motivated, and it doesn't matter what happens outside? You just see the situations with a new perspective. You just feel like it doesn't matter what happens, you got it. And have you ever been in a situation where you feel frustrated, challenged, hopeless, and it doesn't matter how many great things are happening around you. You just feel not motivated. You just feel that there is an excitement lacking. And you start asking yourself, but why? Why if I have everything I could have ever dreamt of? Why if I have a, I have a good family? I have a house. I have a salary or a business. And I still feel empty. Let's start prioritizing our internal world because the external world naturally will follow. Whenever we have mastered our mind, our body, everything else externally will manifest. That's why, unfortunately, you see people with great bodies, millionaires, multi-billionaires, that they have everything, that you would think they have everything. And one day they decide to leave this earth. One day they decide to take their life, right? And commit suicide. Unfortunately, that's what happens. And that's why it's so important to prioritize our mental and emotional and physical well-being. So many times I see people, 
right? And, and I'm a human. Sometimes it happens with me too. So many times I just see people prioritizing an external element instead of realizing that everything comes from the inside. Whenever you're calm, centered, and balanced inside, it doesn't matter what happens outside. You can manage everything. You can start responding instead of reacting. You can start taking responsibility for change and realizing that we are not the victim of circumstances, realizing that life is not happening to us. Life is happening for us. Life is happening because there are many lessons to be learned. There is so much growth to be have. Humans are, have been created to grow, to keep growing, to be creators, creators of the reality. Whenever we lack this muscle of creativity, this muscle of feel we're in control and that at the same time we are growing, and that at the same time, we are defining it in a direction that is making us fulfilled. And we are walking on that path. When there is a lack of that sense of belonging, then we feel stuck. Then we feel overwhelmed. Then we feel like, again, we are the victims, that the world is happening to us. And I want, I want you to start noticing your behavioral patterns. Because in order to start mastering your internal world, you got to start noticing the sequence of the patterns you're running in your life. And if you notice your life, everything we do, it's a pattern. Everything we do is a pattern. We wake up, we drink coffee, we meditate, we read a book, we start work, we have lunch, we continue work, we have dinner, talk to our partners, go to bed, we wake up the next day, repeat the same thing. That's just a daily routine. But if you think about your life, you are probably running the same patterns over and over. Your husband, your partner does something. You get triggered. After you get triggered, this happened. After that happened, the next thing happened, right? So many things in our lives, they are repeats of past circumstances. And so many times in the present moment, in the moment of now, we keep reliving the past. And here's the thing, my friends, if we keep reliving our past, there is no way we can create a new empowered future. So today, I want to make you aware of one pattern that you're probably running, one pattern that I used to run to, and I had to learn when I was facing enough pain to realize that that was it. This pattern is waiting until you hit rock bottom, waiting until you hit crisis mode in order for you to make a shift, in order for you to make a decision you have never made before, in order for you to create an empowered reality that may be different than your past reality, but that excites you, that fires you up, that lights you up when you wake up. When you wake up, you get excited, ready to go, motivated. And so many times we wait until the pain is intolerable of the situation that we are in, in order to create a new present, in order to create a new future. And I'm raising the hand with you because I've definitely done it. I've definitely done it in the past. And I'm going to share with you the shift I had where I started to realize that I didn't have to wait until that moment to make a decision that I truly believed in. I remember back in 2014, 
I had been one year and a half. Yeah, one year on a half of having a corporate job. I had graduated from chemical engineering on 2012, December 2012. And in March 2013, I had started my first full-time corporate job in the oil and gas industry. I remember that within the two months in that job, I realized that that was not it for me. That was definitely not it. And I remember thinking, well, it's not it, but let's keep pushing. You know, the environment is toxic, but let's keep pushing. You know, like, who am I? Who am I? I just started. I just graduated. I have been here two months only. Who am I to want more? Who I am to want to create a new reality? Who am I? And then I started asking this question to myself. And I had this inner voice telling me, Janet, this is not for you. Janet, this environment is toxic. Janet, you're suffering. And I was such in a mode of pain that I remember every single weekend during those year and a half that I was in the refinery working as a process engineer, I would be in bed just laying down. I was just like in this mode of being depressed, to be honest with you in this mode of hopelessness, in this mode of like, oh my God, I started five years chemical engineering, did so many internships, did all these things. And now I'm here in this job that I don't like at all, right? So in my mind, when I look at my mind state at that moment, I was focused on this is happening to me. I don't know what's going on. I did what I was supposed to do. Why am I in this moment? When you think of that, I was not embracing an empowered state, right? Because when you're empowered, you take responsibility for that change. When you're empowered, you tell to yourself, hey, this is happening. This is not the ideal situation. How can I create a compelling future that I can move towards? And how can I start taking action right now? Not tomorrow, not two days from now, just right now, even if it's a small step in the right direction. And I remember just laying down in bed and just feeling so hopeless. During that moment, yeah, during that moment, I remember after the year and a half, I was supporting a turnaround in the refinery. A turnaround is when you shut down a process unit to do maintenance to the equipment. And I was supporting this turnaround. I had been working 12-hour shifts, night shifts, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. during three months. And every two weeks of working 12 hours every day, I would get a day off. I would get a day off. And I just remember just being in this state of pain and at the same time trying to smile, trying to smile to people. But inside, I was just suffering. I was just suffering so hard. And I remember that the turnaround had finished. And at that moment, my mom had moved uh, with me from Puerto Rico to Houston. The turnaround had finished and we were preparing the unit to introduce the oil back into the reactor. Okay. We were starting to start up the unit. We were beginning to start up the unit because of course it was shut down. I remember it was a weekend and thankfully I was working from home and I was checking the temperature of the reactor, making sure things were going well for us to introduce the oil to it so we can start up the unit. Because of course, the moment the unit is down, you start losing money, right? So you want to start that up really quickly. And there is a moment of stress and anxiety. And what I didn't mention is that I was on call to 24-7. I would get calls at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. That job was so stressful to me. And let me tell you, some people enjoyed it, okay? 
And it is okay for you to define a reality that is different than other people. We are all different. And part of this life's purpose is for you to realize what lights you up, what motivates you. You don't have to be like other people. You were born unique. So define your own path and start walking it. Of course, at that moment, I didn't have that wisdom. And I, yeah, my mom was living with me and she, it was a weekend. I was looking at the computer, just checking all the process variables, temperature, pressure, making sure everything looked fine. And she tells me, Janet, I need milk. And at that moment, my mom wasn't comfortable enough uh, to drive in the main line. She was like a little bit scared. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll take you now. I am super, you know, stressed because I'm looking at this and they may call me when we are in the grocery store. We went to a grocery store and I was looking at my phone all the time. I was like in stress mode. I was like, oh my God, they're going to call me. They're going to call me and I'm not in front of my computer. (laughs) So I was creating a lot of anxiety in my body. We finalized grocery shopping. And then when we went to the trunk to put our bags, suddenly my left arm fell asleep completely numb. I couldn't feel a thing in my left arm. And my chest, there was a pressure that it was so intense. The first thought in my mind was, I am going to die. I am going to die because I've heard that these are symptoms of a heart attack. I'm just going to die today. I remember driving to the emergency room Because of course, in my mind, I wasn't going to die. And my body was literally reflecting that. It went into survival mode. When you think of this, you start realizing how powerful the mind is that can instruct the body how to behave whenever you're in survival mode. Remember, everything is here in our head, in our mind. That's what we need to invest on. Time, energy, money. That's what we need to invest on. Mastering what goes on inside our head, my friends. I got to emergency room. I didn't mention this, but whenever I was driving to the emergency room, I was thinking to myself, well, today I'm going to die. And I cannot believe the last year and a half of my life, I have been complaining. I have been being the victim of circumstances. I have been in a situation where I've felt hopeless because I've created it because I didn't take action. I didn't know what to do at that moment. I didn't have maybe the resources that I needed at that moment to handle the situation. I just felt I wasted one year and a half of my life just being there in a situation that I didn't want to be in. And now this is happening. What difference did I make in the world? What difference did I make in myself? I remember having all these reflections in a matter of seconds. I get to the emergency room and They take an electrocardiogram just to make sure my heart was okay. They took it. Eight hours after the doctor came, I swear, I was like, what is going on? Well, I must not be dying when they took eight hours. So eight hours, the doctor came and he was like, hey, everything looks good. I want you to go home, drink a glass of wine and relax. So this was a panic attack. And I'm like, what? A panic attack? At that moment, I didn't even know what that was. I was, I didn't, I had never heard of a panic attack in my life until I went through my first and last one, thankfully. And I I just thought to myself, wow, this needs to stop just right now. This pain, this suffering, 
I'm letting external circumstances control myself, control who I am, my worth, my mental, emotional, physical health, my spiritual health. This has to stop right now. And my friend, in a matter of seconds, I had a shift. In a matter of seconds, I made a decision that enough was enough. In a matter of seconds, I started to believe more in listening at that inner voice, because that inner voice had told me for a year and a half that I wasn't aligned to the situation that I was facing. In a matter of seconds, I started to show commitment, show commitment and take responsibility for change. And that's when I started to gain clarity in my direction. And that's when I started to take aligned decisions that were leading towards that compelling future that I'm talking about. At 2 a.m. that night, like I'm not exaggerating. Hey, I have many stories to tell. At 2 a.m. that night, I sent a meeting invite to who was my supervisor for 10 a.m. the next day. That was a Sunday. Yeah, that was a Sunday. At 2 a.m., I drafted my resignation letter. Again, I'm not exaggerating. And I show up there 10 a.m. I print the letter. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm going to step up. This is who I am. This is the new me. And I meet with my supervisor and he's like, I knew something was going on because you sent me this at 2 a.m. for 10 a.m. What is going on? And I was like, hey, this person, I'm not going to say the name. I quit. And he was like, no, like how? No, 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 no. We don't want to lose you. Maybe there is something we can negotiate. Maybe there is something we can talk, something that would align better with who you are or what you want to do. And after a couple of hours of conversations, I was like, okay. Let's see. Maybe there is something. And we ended up negotiating that I was going to do my research and see what organizations within, within that same corporation picked my interests and they were going to help me to get there. And that's exactly what I did. I was searching, okay, people-oriented organizations. Because always in my mind, I had this vision and mission of wanting to help as many people as I could to master their internal state, to master their mental and emotional state so they could create the life of their dreams, so they could create the life they really were meant to be, so they could harness their highest potential and live a fulfilled, happy, joyful life, which thankfully, that's what I'm doing right now full time. Okay. And that's why I'm here to serve you guys. So I started research. I remember going into the intranet, that's the internet of the company, the internal internet of the company. And I remember searching people oriented organizations. And then of course, a chart popped up and I'm like, okay, cool. That's awesome. Public affairs. And then supply chain popped up. And the first thing that I see is a presentation on how to develop people. And I'm like, oh, that is a sign. That is it. That is it. And then I started to, you know, talk to different people in supply chain and network. And I asked for the name of a supervisor. I went far. I was like, I need a name of the supervisor because then my supervisor needs to talk to the supervisor for me to get there. I got that name from that supervisor and then I gave it to my supervisor. I remember going into her room and saying, I've done my homework. This is the name that you need to contact so you can start working on the transfer. And that is exactly what happened. After six months, I was in the supply chain organization. Now, let me tell you something. Supply chain, didn't know anything about. Didn't know SAP. Didn't know the technology. Didn't know the how. Didn't know the how. But my what and why was so clear that I was committed to figure out anything 
for me to harness that inner power to create more alignment and fulfillment in my life. I spent four years in supply chain and I loved it. I was doing really well. I was doing really well there. Now, it was that moment where I realized that I didn't want to wait for pain being unbearable for me to take an aligned, bold decision. And these decisions, I'm not going to lie, right? They are challenging in the moment because you are living something great to get something better. You're doing something great to work towards the potential of something that you know is going to bring the best out of you. At four years, I was in supply chain and I realized I'm doing great. I have a great salary. I had been promoted to senior category manager after six months. No, after three months of being promoted, I just started researching. What other thing can I do that gets me closer to this vision of helping and serving people? And of course, I was doing coaching on the side and building my business and taking many certifications. That's something I started in 2014 and I never, I never paused. I kept going during my nine years of corporate career. And in my mind, I always knew that I was going to have a business for full time. I was going to serve and help people. That was never a question mark in my mind. And I remember what other step in corporate can I take to get me closer to my vision of helping people? And I remember researching and I started to see a trend. A lot of people were leaving the refinery to go to consulting, strategy and management consulting. And then I messaged one of these people that I knew. And I was like, hey, how is consulting? And he was like, great, I'm loving it. And I'm like, talk to me. I want to know everything. And I realized consulting was all about helping people. In this case, more corporations, helping corporations and the culture. When your asset is the people, like the asset of the consulting companies are the people, your, the culture is so much more different than what I experienced working for an own gas company. It's so much more different the culture, the environment, everything was very people-oriented. Um, the work was really interesting because you get to benchmark between different corporations and what they are doing. And I spent two years there and I loved it. I loved the people. The work was interesting. I truly, the be- one of the best relationships right now that I have is with the people from that last job that I had because they're human beings, you know? They just relate to you and you relate to them and it just works out naturally when you're investing the time, of course, like in any relationship. After two years, I had been promoted. Well, I got promoted literally within the year to manager, consulting manager, and I was doing really well. I was involved in many leadership activities, many business development activities. I was doing a lot and I was doing really well. Two years hit and then... I experienced a loss in my life of a close relative, someone that was a role model to me, someone really special to me. He passes away from cancer. And then I start realizing, I start questioning myself, what am I afraid of? I do have my direction. I have the clarity that I want to be a full-time coach speaker and help as many people as I can. I've been two years here. What am I waiting for? What am I afraid of? And just realizing, I feel mortality can be our best friend. I'm going to do an episode about this. Realizing that life is a temporary thing, my friends. And we think we have time. (laughs) 
We think we have time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this decision. And again, I made that shift inside me. I didn't wait until I hated my job, until I felt I didn't have control over the situation. I didn't wait until that. I was like, I'm going to do my decision now, right now. And believe me, when I left my last corporate job, I was in the peak of my career that I had experienced in those two years. I was doing really well. I had to make the decision within myself. I remember feeling that peace and saying, this is it. I'm going to do it because I believe in myself and life is temporary. I don't know if tomorrow I'm going to be here. So I'm just going to do it right now. And I called my manager. Well, I told Cody, my fiance, and my mom, of course. And then I called my manager and I told him. And of course, I mean, they were like, we want to support you in your dream. We'll miss you. Uh, they're, they're just so supportive. Something that I had never seen in a corporation, to be honest with you. And I went on. I transitioned from corporate to full-time entrepreneurship. As some of you know, back on April of last year, I'll be one year soon. I cannot believe it. <laughs> but I enjoyed every step of the way. Some steps more challenging than others. And those are the ones that you learn the most. We got to remember that. So I think so many times, like I mentioned, we are in situations where it just doesn't feel aligned. Our values, our beliefs, they don't align to that situation. It can be a work like that moment where I decided that enough was enough in my refinery job as a process engineer. It can be in romantic relationships. This is a pattern I used to run in romantic relationships. I'm going to raise my hand here with, with all of you. I remember before Cody, my fiance, I would be in relationships where since the beginning, not exaggerating, the first three, four dates, I saw a red flag and I would keep pushing it. I would keep telling myself, oh, I can't tolerate this. I would fall in love with the potential instead of seeing what was currently happening. And I would tell myself, I can't tolerate this. I can tolerate a little bit more of this. Oh yeah, pain. I got this. I got this. I got it. And I would be running this pattern over and over in relationships. And I started to realize that in my last relationship prior to Cody, after three years and a half of that relationship and observing red flags for me, right? Every person is different. I went through that same shift. Enough is enough. And I started to respect my boundaries. Okay. That's something that does a pattern that we may be running to, not respecting our boundaries, not being clear with our boundaries. And when you start respecting those, the universe will say, okay, I'm going to send you something better. And that's when Cody appeared and we got engaged last November. And we're happy. Like any relationship, we have challenges, we have happy days. So we are so aligned value-wise and our experiences and our priorities. And it's so important. That's what I want for all of you too. It happened yeah, in career, in romantic relationships. And this is the thing, when you program yourself, when you get comfortable with waiting until pain comes to make a shift, to make a decision, guess what happens when you make that decision and you don't have that pain anymore? Your motivation disappears, right? Because your only motivator, your only decision driver was that pain you were experiencing at that moment. And then you make the shift and then that pain disappears. And then you're like, well... I lost the motivation. And then you're faced with the same situations of situations where you, they are not aligned with your values. And then you do the same. You wait for the pain to appear until the pain is intolerable, unbearable. And then you make a shift. And then you keep running the same pattern over and over and 
over and all your decision drivers in this particular situation have been to move away from the pain. The only motivator in this pattern that we are discussing has been to move away from that pain. When the pain disappears, the motivation disappears. How you can break this pattern, my friends. You got to define and gain clarity on your compelling future. You got to find your purpose. What moves you? What fires you up? What lights you up? What is that for you? Because whenever you find it, and this has to be higher than yourself, okay? Sometimes there are things that we define for ourselves that we don't do it because it's just us. But whenever we make it about serving other people, about helping other people, about us growing by helping other people, then our motivation is a lot bigger. Our purpose, then it's a higher purpose. Our vision is higher than ourselves. It is so important to understand what do you stand for? What is your mission statement? I want you to take a a few seconds, just write it down, maybe three sentences, okay? Nothing too complicated. But what do you stand for? Who is the person that you want to be? What do you want to be doing whenever you're that person? And what do you want to have by being that person and doing what that person is doing? Whenever you have that direction, you start making decisions to move towards something that you're aspiring to to move towards a compelling future, a higher purpose, rather than waiting for pain to appear and for pain to be unbearable for you to move away from that pain. I have the perfect example in physical health. And I've seen so many people in physical health, right? Like, for example, if they're overweight or or they are facing, I mean, they don't have to be overweight to be unhealthy, right? Maybe they have a fast metabolism. But if you're eating healthy food and sometimes they wait until the pain is here, until the doctor tells you, hey, you have diabetes, you have this for in order for them to make a shift. It happened to me, not to that extreme. But let me give you a concrete example. I had this friend. <laughs> I had this beautiful friend. I love her, Christine. She got married last year and we bought her bridesmaid dress pre-COVID. Now, hear me, pre-COVID, <laughs> we bought her bridesmaid dress. That moment in time, I was the fittest I had been physically. And I had completely forgotten about that dress and about the size of the dress. One month before the wedding, which was last year, I tried the dress on. and My friends, it wouldn't go up. It would stop at my hips. I mean, I'm not exaggerating, okay? This is embarrassing, but it's true. It would stop in my hips. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm in trouble. And I'm like, okay, I can do it. One month workout, eat healthy. I got this. I'm going to fit in that dress and I'm going to look amazing. So I had a motivation. But what was the motivation? I was moving away from not fitting in that dress. That was my decision driver. That was the motivation. I lost weight. I looked amazing in the wedding. I was like, wow, I feel amazing. And the wedding passed. And with that, the dress passed too. And my motivation left too, right? Because now I didn't have to fit in that dress. Now I could just be free. And then I fell into this pattern that I'm talking about, right? Waiting for the next dress or the next thing to appear in order for me to take care of my physical health. That is not healthy at all. And I remember I applied my lessons learned, okay? Because I'm a human. And I was like, Janet, this is what's happening. You have gained weight after you were able to fit in that dress. Because your motivation passed and the motivation wasn't moving away from versus a moving towards. 
So what is the ideal person you want to be physically? And based on that, what do you do? What are your values in physical health? Is it fun? Is it enjoyment? And when I had that clear, I started to take care more of my body. And with that, of course, physical is linked to mental and emotional. With that, everything else. But that was just a perfect example of how sometimes we wait for situations or circumstances to control our motivation. I want you to start right now. Just right now, write down what is your mission statement for your life? Three sentences. What is your mission statement for your life? What is your vision? Okay, who is the person that you want to be? What do you want to be doing? What do you want to have? My mission statement is to help as many people to master their inner world, their mental and emotional world, so they can live the life they're meant to live, so they can create their reality. They can live their dreams. They can live on purpose, fulfilled, happy, joyful. That's what moves me. That's when I wake up, I just think of that and that excites me. Because I'm here to serve you all. And with that, I grow. Remember, the two aspects of fulfillment is growing and giving. You got to have those two to be fulfilled. And how you grow, you need to grow here more than anything. Mentally and emotionally, just harnessing that inner power you were born with because you got it. Once you define that three sentences, don't, don't overthink it. Just the first thing that comes to mind. Once you define that, ask yourself, are my current circumstances aligned to who I want to be? to my values? Are they aligned to that? And if not, let's move into action. What are you doing about it? And you can start taking one step just right now. Please do not do it tomorrow, right? Because tomorrow will never come. Just start right now. How you break that pattern of waiting until crisis mode appears to make a shift, to make an empowered change, how you break it is first being aware of your your patterns especially this pattern. How are you showing up? Just being aware of it. Once you're aware, you can decide to change it. And how you decide to change it to create a compelling future of yourself, something that you're moving toward, something that every day you're taking responsibility for change and you're creating your new reality because you have very clear the why. You have very clear the why. The how will manifest. No worries about that. Be clear on the why and the what. And once you're clear, start assessing your life. Start assessing your career. Is this aligned with the person that I want to be? And sometimes it's here, right? Am I aligned mentally and emotionally and physically with the person I want to be? And so many times when you work in yourself, many situations externally start shifting because your perspective starts shifting. I hope this was a really powerful episode because it is a pattern that many times prevents us from taking aligned, proactive action. And when you don't feel in control of your life, in control of your decisions and when you're making them, when you don't feel in control of your internal state, your mental, emotional, physical, everything else around you feels a little bit darker. I want you to light up and start controlling that. Start controlling the only thing you have control of, which is your internal world, my friends. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope you enjoyed it. Again, Please share this episode with anyone who may benefit today. Take care. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening at With Clarity and Purpose. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sharing is caring. Please share with your friends and family so we can continue building an empowered community together. I'll see you next week.